and welcome to No Love Lost, a show where two friends attempt to enjoy the television series Lost. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Halliburton Suitcases. Do you need to check multiple firearms on a commercial flight? Choose Halliburton. I'm Josh, joined by my good friend Rick. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank you. Good to hear. Um, so today we'll be discussing episodes 10 through 12. Uh, I think we should just dive right in. Uh, starting with episode 10, Raised by Another. Raised by Another, absolutely. Um, episode starts, this is another eye-opener. It is an eye-opener. Uh, I, I, I think I think uh, the pattern with these episodes are, um, if it pertains to one single person, that sure. person will be Or it's like that opening. person's, like, I think it's like that person's first uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. all the other ones this episode, I don't think we got one. We didn't get one for Jack, and we didn't get one for Kate. But we've we've had those for them before, especially right. Jack's. Jack's right, getting a, yeah. A, Jack's was a little the first too one. many for my taste. The pilot had the pilot. Hey. Um, so we start with uh, an eye-opener for Claire. Before we dive in, I just have yeah. to point out on my notes... Like I, at the end of this episode, I actually went to the top of my notes and I wrote in bold, this episode was taxing as fuck. It was taxing? It was taxing. Like I just could not. It was, for me, it was so bad. Was it just I, so stressful because you just care so much? I do. Do you, Claire, my spirit animal, really. I do actually like Claire as a character. <laughs> um, this episode wasn't so bad for actually all three weren't super terrible compared to the rest of the show. I'm getting concerned that it might be growing on me a little bit. No, don't say that. Uh, maybe it's just the sleep deprivation from having a child, but <laughs> um, I didn't hate like I didn't hate these episodes as much as I hated some of the other ones. But also it is getting a little more interesting. I do. I do agree with you there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The The first the first third, whatever, how many episodes there are in this season. Like, I know that you got to build the story arcs and everything for these characters and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but they could have done a much better job than yeah. what they did. Writing's still not great. It's not. No, not at all. And I think that's what made it so bad for me, this episode, is... The just, writing? Yeah, you can just the lack of effort. And the dialogue and everything else like that. And I mean, and... that's just this whole show in a nutshell, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we start this episode with uh, Claire having what seems to be a dream. She's not pregnant. Uh, you hear a baby crying. Um, and then she runs into Locke. He's got those funky black and white eyes. Like one mm-hmm. eye's black and one eye's white. Yeah. Uh, and then... Finds a baby carriage, and then there's just a bunch of pudding in there. <laughs> just kidding, I know that was blood. Just, just a bunch of pudding, <laughs> bunch of baby goo. And and what and what is with the midgets they have running in the forest d- dressed as babies? I don't get that. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> you saw that too, huh? Yeah, I certainly did. <laughs> I certainly did. Uh, like oh, spared no expense. Spared no expense on this one. Uh, Claire wakes up. She's got blood on her hands. Uh, we later find out 
Dr. Jack, who's seen this a million times, you know, sleepwalkers, they, they clutch their hands so tight, they cause their hands to bleed. Yep. Uh, he kind of mentions to Claire as he's treating her up, his girlfriend didn't like uh, him talking in his sleep and what he said. I thought that was a stupid line. I don't even remember that line. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I used to talk in my sleep. Uh, and Claire mentioned, like, your girlfriend didn't like it. He's like, she, she just didn't like what I said. <laughs> uh, I talk in my sleep, too. And Rachel's not a fan. I, I usually talk about, like, securing a castle or something. <laughs> she, just, she just doesn't like it. doesn't make any sense. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, we get to we get a Claire flashback of her finding out that she's pregnant. Boyfriend does the cliche like, "Oh, we can handle this," you know. I she you know she oh. mentions that you know she doesn't work, and then right. he's like, "Cool, oh, I have my paintings." Yeah, well, yeah, that, that'll do. Uh, and the moment the the boyfriend's like, "We can do this," I'm like, oh, "Okay, I see where this is going." Yep, absolutely. She's gonna absolutely. move in, and he's gonna be a dick about it. Yep. And I, it's it's gonna be, and I knew it was gonna be the cliche. This, this this isn't working out anymore. Yep, I can't do I, this, <laughs> dude. I don't think anybody is capable. Like the moment somebody becomes a dad on this show, they just become a total piece of shit. I just oh, don't yeah. think anybody's capable of being a good father on this show. Yeah, yeah. Oz is the perfect example. God, dude, Michael, don't even get me fucking started <laughs> on him. That second in the episode eleven. Uh, uh, we cut back. So, so oh, another God. another uh, another profession we can add to jack's list is like i've been trying to figure out what kind of doctor exactly he is and i figured he was some sort of like maybe general surgeon or something like that Mm -hmm. but you know him dealing dealing with claire now like he's an OBGYN too oh he does it all man he he, seriously he's just a swiss knife of awesomeness honed he's a a honed knife of mediocrity Uh, we cut to uh, back to the normal time. We got Jack and Kate on the beach. Uh, Jack makes a comment. Oh, this is a first. You just standing there doing nothing. I'm like, what is like their dialogue all the time is so forced and shitty. Like, yes. I don't and it never makes any sense. Like, you know, with the, like looking back on all the old episodes where, you know, Kate's kind of acting like she's like an outcast and jack just makes random comments that don't make any sense in context with the rest yeah. of the show like right. kate's not like a character that's like running around doing stuff all the time and kate just said she's sinking in the beach oh yeah and then Putting her toes in the sand yeah and then uh, again uh jack with a, a, a line that makes perfect sense saeed would be proud why why Oh, shit. And then this line pissed me off. I wrote it. I wrote it down because it, it just keeps coming back to this with the whole cave. She, you know, she asks him, "What are you doing down from the caves?" And Jack's just like, "Oh, just bringing water." I'm like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> we can't, we can't live down here. We, we can't live down here because it's too hard to bring water from the caves." I did not. I did not even catch oh, that. I did every not time. Even I'm just that. like, God, Holy shit. damn it. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I think there's certain things we we both focus on in this show. Uh, True. Mine just the the general absurdity of the writing and yeah. the production of it, and you just zero in on every fault 
and every shortcoming of Jack there is. Because he sucks. But I love it. I absolutely love it, though. Um, yeah, I just don't like Jack, and I'm I'm becoming a huge <laughs> Sawyer fan as we watch more episodes of this. Uh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say a huge fan, but he's definitely oh, he's still growing, growing on, on me. He's yeah, growing he on you. He is. Yeah. He's growing Especially on you, just like his character's growing. <laughs> Especially episode 12. Um, we cut to Charlie and Claire. Uh, Charlie is kind of conveying some weird dreams that he has to make Claire feel better. And it's just so random, Rick. Yes. Just like so random. Smells of bacon. Uh, you know, mom eating a biscuit. So random. <laughs> And I couldn't help but notice, like, this episode specifically, like, I felt like the music was like, like, is this from the Truman Show? Like, you know that, you know that song that always played in the Truman Show movie? Like, I felt like this yeah. whole episode, for some reason, that song was just playing in the, but it was in the middle of Claire and Charlie talking for no real reason. Uh, and then uh, Charlie just gets rejected. Yeah, he does. By Claire. He does. Uh, then we get a Claire flashback, and this is where this is where a little bit of that island magic leaves the island. Uh, and we got Claire and her buddy going to uh, see a psychic. Oh my god, the psychic! And the psychic did not like what he saw, Rick. No, he did not. He did not. Um, he uh, looked a little freaked out. Told him to leave. Gave him their money back, and that was kind of it there i was like well what the fuck was that all about well uh, the, the the one thing i kind of noticed and this is just my twisted sweet, sick mind like i'm sitting there and like as he's doing the reading and everything you know he's like touching her hands and holding yeah. her hands and everything oh, I went there too. i'm like this fucking guy is getting off on this he's like oh your palms are so smooth <laughs> oh no you have to leave your you love, have to love line's so rough. Ugh. He's like trying to like work on it and become a better person. And then she comes in with her smooth palms. And he's like, oh, you have to leave. Get out of here. <laughs> and then, oh, and then yeah. she comes back and then it's just downhill from there. Uh, uh, she come, we come back to normal time and we got Claire dr- quote unquote dreaming again. She, some guy kind of pins her down with a knife Yes, and on my notes I said can only be one guy. <laughs> it's got they got a knife. Can only be one person. Um, not you saying don't... that I. I mean, later we find out who it might have been. Right, right, and it does kind of make sense. Yeah, you would have a knife. So she wakes up screaming again, and then I have uh, here some. I can't remember who asked someone to go grab water, but I, I'm naming this person random. Uh, random survivor or quote unquote online contest winner uh, <laughs> to grab water because I feel like some of these islanders who just are like random extras are like, oh, I won a contest on AOL <laughs> and I could be in Lost. I'm going to Hawaii for a week. And then Hurley, like literally reading my mind, is saying like, who's Scott and who's Steve? <laughs> like, who are these fucking people? I'm like, yeah, man. Uh, I actually have it on here. Uh, Hurley's a smart ass, and I love it. I know. And well, he was like telling, he was like pretty much lecturing Jack on like, we don't know who any of the fuck these people are, which, hey, turns out he was uh, right. Um, 
but he kind of comments like, Hurley's not even my name. It's a nickname. Am I going to tell you? No. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. So <laughs> got to add that to the uh, cliffhanger corner. Oh, man. My name my name is Hugo. I'm going to tell you why I use a nickname. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. No. Fuck off. <laughs> I also have it bolded that uh, that Claire is definitely a scream queen. Right. Because both of the times where she woke up, it was the perfect blood curdling scream you would you would find in like, you know, a Friday the 13th movie or a right or a Halloween or something like that. You know what I mean? When I when I first started the episode, I was watching it in my office and like she screamed for assault like 20 seconds. And I was like, oh, yes. shit, I got to rewind it real quick. <laughs> and I was like watching it and I was like, man, Rachel's going to be like, what the hell is he watching in there? <laughs> See, I felt I felt bad because I watched this episode. It was like, I think it was like one o'clock in the morning the other night, like Friday night or something like that. And that was happening. You know, like, of course, Lori's right next to me asleep. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to wake up and be like, shut that fucking shut show up. off now. She'd do it in any context, honestly. <laughs> Nothing like a little loss to put you to bed. Right? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, we get another Claire flashback. Boyfriend's being super shitty. Uh, obviously had a change of heart. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't call that one. Right? And that's where I wrote on here, like, no one's capable of being a good father on this show. <laughs> Uh, Hurley now is going around doing a census. It's about time. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would, talk- be, that would have been something you would do on like what day one, maybe two. Yeah. Right. Like take a head count. Like, Hey, what's your name? Where are you from? In case uh, you die, what do you want me to tell your, you know, next of kin? If we right. get off this island. And then, uh, he's talking to Charlie who's getting like real defensive about like Claire's dreams. I'm like why? Who gives a shit? Like, you know, like they're pretty much saying like she just dreamt again. He's like, you, th- you think she's making this up? It's like, oh, you mean the girl who just had a nightmare the night before and woke up screaming? Yes. Yes, we do a little bit. I have it written down. <laughs> Jack's reason for Claire being all, you know, screamy and paranoid and like bitches be crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> bitches just be crazy. Uh, Hurley makes a weed joke, I think. He he he's mentioned someone like where are you from and they say Canada, and he's he's like oh Canada they've got good uh and then he stops, <laughs> and I can only imagine that that's a weed joke. Um, maybe he's talking about Tim Hortons donuts, maple syrup. Yeah, come on now, true, that's true. It is Hurley. That's oh, when he was talking Hurley, to Ethan. You know Hurley's, <laughs> you know Hurley likes to smoke a little bit of that green. You know he does. It's true. It's true. Uh, Jack, um, cut to Jack trying to give a woman who was, uh, almost drugged, um, some more drugs. Yep. And that, yep. that, that went as uh, well as you would, would have expected. Um, and then we get the second psychic visit flashback. Oh, goodness. She goes back to him. So this one, let me, this psychic could be a little more specific. It's, it's important that you raise a child. Why? I can't talk about it. Just cause, like, why can't you talk about it? It's like, if you're trying to, you know what really helps convincing someone of something? Give them more details. Yeah, context. I want context. Like, 
he he obviously knows something. Why can't you just tell her? That's why psychics are the chiropractors of the spiritual world. Right. Also, uh, Claire apparently is birthing the Antichrist. That's my theory. That's what I have too. Yep. Uh, yeah. I had, my very next note is Claire's baby is the spawn of Satan. Yep. Obviously. But only she can raise it. <laughs> um, and then we get the psychic kind of stalking her, calling her in the middle of the night. You know, he's got a plan. I can't tell you the plan, Claire. I can't tell it. You just, you just have you, to trust me. You have to be a psychic. on this plane. On this plane. You have to trust me, a psychic. I know what I'm talking about. How do you How do you know all this? I just do. I just do. I, I touched. Oh, I touched your palms. <laughs> how does this work? I don't know. Only you with the smoothest of palms can raise this child. <laughs> you got that mother's touch. I can I just know it. With with genetics like these, making these kinds of palms, we can't risk it. Oh man. Um cut back to the island. Uh Boone. I just have a note here that says Boone's a liberal. I think Shannon makes that comment. Something oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, Shannon, uh, Shannon re- refers to the caves as the rape caves. <laughs> I know that was my next note. Oh, was so it? I'm not bad. going back to the. I'm not going back to the rape caves. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh. <laughs> uh, then Boone with it, like his his kind of sporadic good ideas, coming up, telling Hurley, like, "Hey, man, maybe you could just grab the manifest, save some time." Right. He well, he does own a business, so he would know. <laughs> um, and then of course who has the manifest welcome to Chili's oh, of course <laughs> he, of course he has everything right um, but let me tell you Hurley uh, apparently the only one who knows how to fucking approach anybody with anything because he just pretty much goes and just like hey Sawyer can I have the manifest and, and the crux of the conversation was like yeah sure Hurley here <laughs> yeah oh, I love, I love you mean those. I don't have to steal it from you without talking to you first I love how Sawyer <laughs> greets Hurley. <laughs> I like how Sawyer greets everybody. <laughs> What's up, Stay Puff? <laughs> oh, man. And like uh, Hurley didn't even blink. He's just like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> no, dude, I wrote here Sawyer and Hurley forever. Because, dude, those two are jiving. And I liked it. Oh, man. He's just like, hey, man, you're... You could use the 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 capital here. Just give me the fucking manifest. He's like, well, okay. I like you, Hurley. You're cool. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Um, Claire uh, starts having some contractions. Uh, Charlie hitting her with the calm down. It always works. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Just and then breathe. he decides to break the news of like, hey, I'm a drug addict. While she's kind of going into labor. Real good timing. <laughs> Oh, man. And then we quickly cut to another flashback uh, with Claire um, signing those papers, the adoption papers. And yeah. Yeah, again, the island magic, leaving the <laughs> island because none, none of the pens would work. So obviously, uh, the Antichrist must be raised by her. God. Uh, I actually have a couple of notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I'm assuming this is... After she's talking to Jack and she's ha- she's having her freak out and stuff like that, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just there's a couple of things I have listed here. I have Claire is naive as fuck, and then two lines down, <laughs> Claire is gullible as fuck. Oh yeah, it's just oh, especially with yeah, dude. Goodness gracious. Uh... So she's, you know, trying to sign the baby away. doesn't work. She backs out. She goes back to the psychic. And I just have my first note there is like, yo, I think this psychic's just trafficking babies. <laughs> like, oh, you, just, oh, you have to. You, now you don't have to raise this baby. You can just take it to California. Yeah, take it to California. I know but obviously, people. and as There's they kind of come to the conclusion, it, it's, it sounds like maybe he knew. He predicted that this plane would crash. Yes. Rick. Yes. Because psychics are real. <laughs> real fucking stupid. Um, and then uh, we cut back and Claire stops having contractions and then they just kind of say, oh, maybe that's the last of them. I'm like, no, that's not how labor works, guys. <laughs> the contractions don't just stop and then you have the baby. No, she was using her, her healing crystals during her oh. contractions. Yeah, you got to have those healing crystals because those those solve everything. You see, we didn't have healing crystals when we had our babies. I mean, it was healing crystals and your essential oils, man. They didn't teach that in our birthing class. (laughs) Oh, well. Uh, And then we get Saeed returning. As only Saeed could. We're not alone. Yes. Actually, seen some shit or heard some shit, I guess. I had a note about Jack regarding Saeed. Because I think at the beginning of the show, they're talking, they're him and Kate are having that conversation. Yeah. And like he mentions, oh, I'm sure he's fine. And then my note, my note right after that was like, uh, Jack does not have good instincts at all. No, not at all. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's fine. You know, he's in this, this he's good. deserted island with a giant smoke monster. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Uh, and then I think the last scene is kind of Ethan creeping up on uh, Claire and Charlie. Yeah. Just kind of like, uh, like Dude, glaring at him all creepily. He is, he's definitely embraced that that creepy, creepy character vibe, for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I said like from his first introduction when he was with Locke, I'm like, this dude's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't catch that. I, that was a bit of a twist, though. Definitely. Yeah, with kind of Hurley kind of coming and saying like. Well, there's Somebody one person that's not on this manifest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so that takes us. Maybe he's one of the others. I, get, I mean, I'm assuming he is. Uh, do you have any notes, any more notes on episode 10? Nope. Nope. Uh, just the Ethan Rum cliffhanger. Um, All right. So that'll, that'll bring us on over to episode 11, uh, titled All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues. And this is probably... <laughs> uh, Probably one of the better episode titles. Uh, doesn't reference a quote from the episode either, which no, it doesn't. I appreciate, but also what I don't appreciate, Rick, is that the the daddy issues that occur in this episode are all relating to Jack, and I'm not going to believe that Jack is a cowboy. <laughs> maybe his dad called him partner when he was young. <laughs> yeah, maybe hey, partner. Come on, hey partner. Go grab your dad a beer, partner. Because <laughs> obviously he he drinks. He likes he likes the sauce. Oh, I mean that's made very apparent um, <laughs> as we get more of Jack's backstory. Um, I wish they would really just 
drive it home a little more because I, I don't quite understand yet. Uh, this episode starts there uh, kind of on a hunting party. Uh, Locke is a master tracker now. Where, I don't know where he learned all this shit. Um, My first note is uh, Jack wants to be a hero again. Flip oh, yeah. flop, flip flop, flip flop. Uh, Locke, and this is like before the title sequence, Locke kind of doing what I've always wanted to do and just shh, just telling Jack to shh, shh, shut the fuck up. Shut shh, up. Shh, stop. <laughs> well, he's doing his best John Redcorn impression. <laughs> also, Locke points with his knife all the time, which I greatly appreciate. I don't know if you noticed that. He's always like when he points at shit, he just points at it with his knife. I'm like, God, dude, you're so... Uh, just pointed at it with Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a Jack fl- uh, episode. We get a flashback, and I just say, "Oh, great, a Jack episode." <laughs> and it was just getting good. Damn it. Oh god. But I mean, to your liking, I think they they definitely showed a lot of a lot of the shortcomings and and vulnerability that jack has in this episode yeah and actually surprisingly enough i don't think jack was that bad in this episode no like i didn't have too much of a problem with him in this episode next episode he is right back at it again but this episode well wait now that i think about it no i was actually really annoyed with jack in this episode it was last episode i didn't have a huge problem with he was being kind of a he was being kind of just a a scatterbrain idiot this episode just like running around the f- the woods like claire where are you <laughs> you didn't hear that so come we, with me we gotta find her and then they you know they find charlie and then it's like claire who <laughs> that's right they just gave up yeah right <laughs> well, uh, I mean, to be fair that was a pretty traumatic traumatic scene i think right but like I got a note in the next episode, so I'll cover it then. But like, you find out like the next episode takes place like four days later. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Locke's search party. Um, I have a note here that just kind of mentions that you know, like, didn't Locke take this guy under his wing regarding Ethan? But then he kind of he brings it up a little later in the episode. He essentially says like, I know this guy. I've I've hunted with him. Uh, he's a pretty good hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get a flashback for Jack. Uh, what? Maybe you can tell me this because you have a little bit more knowledge of the medical field. What's with the uh, scotch tape over the eyes on uh, that patient? That's just in case they... they, Because um, when you're in that state, like under anesthesia... Uh-huh. Anesthesia. Can't, I can't even fucking say that word anyway. When you're under anesthesia, uh, your eyes tend to open and they'll dry out. Oh, gotcha. So they tape them closed so they stay moist. See, I knew you'd I knew, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew you'd know that. I was like, I'm gonna ask all of my medical questions to Rick. If I was stuck on a <laughs> stranded island with Rick and Jack and I had any medical questions, I'd go to Rick. <laughs> Uh, thank you thank you um nothing like this these jack flashbacks nothing i mean like i don't nothing we didn't already know they were like trying to contextualize like jack's need to find claire but it didn't like really connect 
Like, I know that's what they were trying to do because he brought it up later in the episode. Like, I can't let it happen again. Oh, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand how narking on your dad relates to finding a kidnapped pregnant woman. <laughs> Other than, like, the lady that they killed was pregnant uh, yeah. on the surgery table. But, <laughs> but we didn't even find that out until the end. But it's not like Jack was the one that killed her. It was his dad. Right. So I don't exactly. like, yeah. Exactly. Um, but I do have it because we don't know all of that like when when it's happening because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the surgery is happening and stuff like that and like uh jack is like determined to to get this girl back and yep. brings in the, the ad and then starts cpr and everything and I'm like, <laughs> i have a note on here <laughs> because of all the decisions that he's making throughout this episode uh like he just runs off into the jungle like i have to find her type of thing like just the decisions he makes. I'm just, I'm just like he's as good a surgeon as he is a decision maker. Terrible at best. Yeah, right. And like you could tell, Locke was getting frustrated. Kind of like, okay, okay, Jack. Like the, this next scene, actually, uh, they're like putting the party together, and Locke kind of says, like, you know, go back, be the doctor, let me be the hunter. Yeah. He's like, well, are you finished? Let's go. And Locke's <laughs> like, well, all right, fucking whatever. Uh, and then we get Michael. I love. I love that uh, Law can just he like he can do everything like even the shit that He's that Michael man. or uh, that yeah exactly that uh that Jack's doing I think Locke is capable of doing the same thing. Oh yeah, I bet Locke could. Uh, I bet Locke would have saved that pregnant woman. <laughs> Nick the artery, Dad. Was, oh no, he's like he got lock over his shoulder. Like, oh no, don't do that. Her insides were mush. Uh no, use this knife when operating. <laughs> it's just like a fucking big ass knife. <laughs> Your hands are shaky. Look at them. <laughs> uh we got a we got a scene with Michael getting all pissy because he his help isn't needed. I'm like, fucking grow up, dude. Go be a father. And that's all, right? Yeah, go be a father yes. to your son. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> no one wants my help. I actually <laughs> I have it in my notes that uh, the kid does not like his father. I know. He even like makes a comment that like, oh, my dad. Uh, oh, yeah. not not Michael. <laughs> yeah, my other dad. My other dad. My real dad. Oh, uh, Hurley makes a comment that he was known as a warrior uh, back home. Interesting. I didn't catch that one. I bet it's like I bet it's video games or some shit. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> He's a big WoW guy. Yeah, exactly. Big big into D and D. Uh we get back yeah, to I'm the okay search party. Uh Locke's starting to get a little testy with Jack. And then Kate. I think this is where Kate kinda oh, she's she you know, Jack's freaking the fuck out. And then Kate's like, What's going on? And yes. I'm like, What the fuck do you think's going on, Kate? <laughs> Like, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I have it noted that uh, the Kate and Jack bond is uh, starting to, to crumble a little bit here. Yeah, because Jack's just such a pansy. He really is, though. And then really and then we really finally is. get, uh, turns out Charlie's stupid fucking finger bandages were just this plot device to help him get tracked. Just like, man, they planted that seed episode one. Dude, Charlie is not smart enough. To try to leave a trail of breadcrumbs for people to find him. No, absolutely not. No. 
I, I refuse I to believe it. Now that you say that, I didn't think of that. I'm like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he would not have thought of that. That would not have entered his mind. Not at all. Because he'd be freaking the fuck out. Well, even he said it himself later. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. It's like, okay. Maybe it was just dumb luck. Uh, then we find out Kate's a, a pro tracker uh, as well. God, she's such an outcast. <laughs> What's her deal, Rick? Uh, hey, we get a little glimpse of it in the next episode, man. Yep. Uh, Sawyer and Michael's kid, who I still refuse to learn his name. I could look it up right now, but I'm not going to. Um, the kid makes a comment. It's stupid to lie about your name. Some like, yeah, sick burn. And then uh, Sawyer has this fucking sick burn on Charlie, which I really appreciated. <laughs> Called him a reject from VH1's has beens. <laughs> like this Dude, is my favorite thing about Sawyer is his burns on everyone else. All these great lines I'm missing. I don't know because Sawyer's oh. are always so good. Like his burns on everyone else is just like exactly what I'm thinking. And that's why I like him so much. Join rejects. Oh my god. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh, we got cut to Boone and Locke. Um, kind of split up. Getting to know each other a little bit. Find out Boone's a big Star Trek fan. Uh, Locke kind of admits that he... All, all the, the, these little details of, the, of these characters, man. Uh... Locke mentions he was a collection supervisor for a box company. Yeah, box company, yeah. Which, I mean, of course, that's where you learn how to be an expert tracker and boar hunter. Oh, and then we cut to uh, Kate and Jack on their kind of end of the search party. And then, hey, you know, Jack, I think it's a great time to start lecturing Kate. <laughs> Fucking these last episodes, these few of these episodes, man. Jack's just like. Jack, do you want to be your dad or do you want to be your boyfriend? I don't understand. Do you have something to tell me? Anything you want to share, Kate? That's what he said to her on this one. And I was like, yeah. Or no. And then, no, here I have actually, uh, Kate asks, anything you want to share, Jack? And then I just wrote, yeah, I hate my dad. And then it's a Jack flashback. <laughs> Jack flashback. Uh, pretty much this, this flashback kind of encapsulates encapsulates jack's uh bitchiness yeah pretty much he he's caught his dad you know being drunk on the job right and then his dad's trying to get him to sign this kind of details of what actually like what happened to cover his dad's yeah the uh, medical report yeah and i i wrote here if jack falls for his this to his dad's shit he's he's a bitch and sure enough yep he signs it and i have in quotes daddy love me (laughs) Mine is Jack is so easily manipulated. I know, right? Absolutely. Just love me, please. The, fun- the funniest thing as I'm watching that scene and his dad, you know, just fucking pulling the strings on Jack. <laughs> like, Jack, you're one of, you're the best young you're the best young surgeon in this city. And I'm like, where are they getting fucking like Little Rock, Arkansas right now? Right. Jeez, and Christ. then Well, also like his dad was kind of saying, like, you know, if if it, it's on you too. I'm like, how? <laughs> no, it isn't. And that's but, how he's manipulated. Sure enough, he signs it. Like, if I was Jack's dad, I, I would just drink love too. Love me, hey! But all the best cowboys have daddy issues, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Epkia, motherfucker. 
Uh, That's pretty much what he says. The yeah, pretty much when meeting. he signs it. He looks at he looks <laughs> his dad square in the eye. It says "Yippee Kaye, motherfucker." Uh, we cut to uh, Sawyer and Saeed. Uh, Sawyer is quote unquote fresh out of sweet forgiveness. <laughs> But then uh, Saeed kind of lets him know, you know, he found the French woman. Uh, they're not alone. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer seemed very interested in that information. Um, yeah, that scene where they're talking, I have it, I have it highlighted. The Saeed and Sawyer interactions are the only thing that's keeping me the show bearable for me. Right. I'm it's, I'm actually really just appreciating most of Sawyer's interactions with the other. Uh, survivors now. Right. Because he does seem to get pretty chummy with most of them. Yeah. Like that Sawyer and Saeed one was pretty positive. Uh, his Hurley one was good. He's yeah. like, you know, he was shooting the shit with the kid. Uh, I feel like he's, people are starting to kind of warm up to him a little bit. Yeah. 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 The Saeed, that when he first like, you know, starts talking to Saeed, like immediately he goes after his religion like you Islamist. Oh yeah. Um let's see. Next scene, kid and uh Hurley. And then that's when the kid mentions his other dad. Yeah. That's all I really have on that scene. Uh Hurley getting his ass kicked in in Bad Gammon or whatever that <laughs> game is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when he mentions I got seventeenth in a tournament, I'm like, come on, Hurley. I how many people were in that tournament? Like 18 people? The kids said it for everyone. 17th is not really good, man. <laughs> for a Batgammon tournament. Like, how many people are really in that tournament? Come on. Uh, we cut to another uh, Boone and Locke scene. Uh, hey, do you know Boone ran a business? He does run a business. What kind oh, of business, Josh? I didn't know that. It wasn't ever brought up before. No? Oh. Um, what kind of business do you think he kind of, he runs? It's probably like a Chili's or something. <laughs> I don't know. He said uh, he said it had to do with weddings. I don't know. I, I didn't know they held very many weddings at Chili's, but hey, you know, <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Uh, and then tycoon of the wedding industry too, right? Uh, then we got Locke just predicting the weather. <laughs> That's right. Which I'm just like, okay, goodness, they better explain this because it's getting annoying. Like Locke just knowing how to do all this shit. Then we got Kate and Jack kind of still searching. They begin hearing screams. Uh, but it seems like only Jack hears it. Yes. Because Kate kind of comments that she she didn't hear it. What are you doing? Like, where are you going? Yeah, so they, they start kind of... Can't kinda... you hear her? It's clear. I've got to get to her now. I'm not known to hallucinate in the jungle. <laughs> uh, he falls, finds Ethan... Uh, Ethan whoops his ass. Oh, tells yeah. him, you know, he's going to kill someone. Jack fights Lexi Surgeons. Terrible at best. Hey, he's an Olympic swimmer. He ain't a boxer. <laughs> so he threatens. He says, you know, if you keep following me, I'm going to kill one of them. And so Jack's first instinct is to uh, keep following him. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure they're super uh, surprised when they see Charlie hanging. Exactly. Um. But before that, we get the last, I think, the last flashback of this episode. Uh, Jack just uh, totally narking on his dad. Oh, yeah. Snitchy snitch. Yeah. Man. 
So that was nice. I'd like to revise my statement. I'd like to revise my statement. Uh, so then we get you, the scene. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> fuck you, dad. Like that, that would have been better if, like, he's like, "I'd like to revise my statement." And he like looks, he's like, "Fuck you, dad." And then he then he gives the statement. Uh, it's for never hugging me when I was a kid. I'm not your little to partner hone, anymore. Like he said, it's like honing steel, soft metal into steel. That's what his dad said earlier. I'm like, well, it's more like honing. It's like more like honing soft metal into a bitch. Oh, shit. Uh, then we get uh, okay, dude. We gotta we gotta talk about this scene because it's the Charlie when they find Charlie hanging. Yes. So they find Charlie. Uh, they they're trying to get him down. Kate makes that pathetic attempt at trying to like reach at the vine from like fifteen feet away. I can't reach. Bring him to me. Um. Well, not only she like tried for like a solid like fifteen seconds. Like <laughs> I can maybe I can reach harder. Uh. Go go so th- gadget. Kate arms. So they cut him down. And so Charlie's dead, right? Like he's not breathing. Uh, they spend a solid, I don't know, 10 minutes. Uh, Jack trying to perform CPR on him. Uh, I've taken CPR training a few times. So yeah, exactly. I've taken CPR training a few times. I know you have. First thing, Maybe you can tell me this because I can't quite like I don't think CPR can like necessarily just like bring someone back to life, right? I mean, it's it's basically trying to. It's just keeping your. It's, well, isn't it? Is it trying to jumpstart your heart, or is it just trying to keep oxygen flowing through your blood? It's. It, uh, I guess shocking is more trying to jumpstart your heart, um, and then and then yeah, I, I guess CPR would be more trying to get the oxygen throughout their, throughout your body and stuff right. like that. And but the, but the thing is, <laughs> again, like I'm, I'm being nitpicky and stuff like that. Just like with the accuracy of this show, like they bring Charlie down and the only thing he checks for is if he's breathing and he does like two breaths and then he goes immediately into CPR. Yep. The only thing he's checked for is that he's not breathing. You don't know if he has a pulse or not. So, yeah. I mean, again, that's just me being nitpicky. Yeah. And you didn't even ask Kate to go get help and call 911. <laughs> and that's like rule number three of CPR training. First, you got to make sure the area is safe. Yeah. I, I didn't think. even check the area. The area. God. Ethan like, can be hiding in the bushes, ready for an ambush. Of, what kind of doctor are you? So, anyway, <laughs> Jack, Jack just starts doing some percussive maintenance on Charlie's chest and wakes him up. So. One thing I do know about CPR is that like you're almost guaranteed to break a few ribs when you're doing it. So, but like Charlie's fine, he made it through just fine. Oh man, no popping, no cracking. Uh, and then I put because you know Charlie was like not breathing for a while. I said, "Good thing Charlie's already brain damaged." <laughs> this may have helped, actually. Yeah, this might have helped. Now he just won't talk as much. <laughs> uh, so now they're back at camp. I was in drive shaft, don't you know? I was in blah, blah, blah. He can't remember now. Uh, so we're back at camp and like we get this weird little cut of like Michael like storming back into the caves like he just accomplished something. And I just wrote a note here. I'm like, what even is the point of Michael right now? <laughs> oh, man. In his stupid goatee. 
Um, Come on, that's Oz, man. And and then we got the final scene with Boone and Locke. Uh, Locke kind of comments that he's feeling it, whatever it is. He's like, can't you feel it? it? Can you feel the hatch tonight? Uh, and then also, uh, fucking Master Tracker Locke just walks over a steel hatch and doesn't notice it. <laughs> Which I'm like, all right, good. Um, and the only reason they find it is because Boone is because Boone dropped so the flashlight. It's because yeah. he's a business owner. He's not an athlete, right? But he's got that businessman's intuition that finds him hatches. <laughs> oh goodness! So then, yeah, we get that. Get the hatch. And that's it for that episode. Do you have any other notes on that one? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Uh, I mean, just uh, with the CPR scene, the only thing I have is when Charlie comes back, it's Island Magic. Island Magic, baby. Island magic. Percussive maintenance and Island Magic. <laughs> oh, uh, man. That'll take us over to episode 12, uh, whatever the case may be. Yeah. This one's pretty punny, that it title. Pretty punny. Uh, starts with Kate climbing a tree. Yep. Um, first note I have here is like, why are people still just going out into the jungle by themselves? <laughs> like, have we not fucking learned anything? At least we have the buddy system. At the very least. At the least. And then you got Sawyer uh, kind of sneaking up and you're like, all right, well, at least he thought of it. <laughs> Granted, he's being a bit of a creep about it. I'm protecting you. Protecting uh, you from what? Yeah, she says, protecting me from what? And then my, I wrote a note here. I'm like, what the fuck do you think? Like, <laughs> what have we been going through for weeks now? Like, pick pick your poison. Polar bear. Smoke monster. <laughs> creepy Ethan dude. Be bores. I'm, I'm starting to notice that Kate does that a lot, where she says those kind of, like, what, protect me from what? Or, like, what's going on? It's like, Kate, pay attention. Focus. <laughs> Oh man, I do have a note uh, here. Oh, go ahead. Um, Kate's bag that she has. Did you like notice her backpack? Yeah, her backpack. Uh-huh. Did you notice what the strap is? No. It's it's a fucking seatbelt from the plane. Oh shit. Yes. How crafty. I'm like I appreciate that. That's How fucking ingenuity right there. Um she, uh, I think she hears something, uh, and then Sawyer with, God, I just love Sawyer with the comment, "What do you smell? Blood on the wind?" Like just those smart ass little comments. I really greatly appreciate. Oh, man. Um, and then I was like, "Oh look, more water." The oasis pool. Yep. And then uh, immediately Sawyer's like, "I need to swim in this jungle water with this knife wound on my arm." In my fucking Levi's. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna keep the Levi's on, but let's just let's just dip this knife wound into this jungle pool. That'll be a good idea. Oh man. Uh, and then we got Kate kind of boosting those ratings. Hey, dude, this was the TNA episode. I tell you what, <laughs> right? This is the ratings boost episode, episode Absolutely. twelve. Hey, uh, uh, we're losing people, guys. We need to think of something quick. So then we have just this weird scene and I wrote like I, I, you know, I was watching it for like five or ten minutes or whatever. And I just finally wrote, I'm like, what even is this scene? It's just like them dicking around in the water, um, like getting real flirty with each other. 
It was like a cheesy Blue Lagoon scene. Yeah, right. Um, then they find those bodies. Oh, marinating down there. Um, Sawyer, priority straight, goes for the wallet. First Absolutely. thing, of course. Because I mean, you're going to find useful stuff in a wallet. No, Sawyer just really likes wallets. <laughs> I think... I got my collection. The next like Sawyer back like flashback scene we're gonna get is like he's just got a big wallet collection. It's not so much that like he wants like to steal anything. He's like, I just really like wallets. Like this is Italian leather. I'm not gonna let this it is go a to nice waste. wallet. <laughs> uh and then uh Kate has uh has him help grab that suitcase. Yeah. Um, and then to keep on theme with the suitcases, we cut back to the beach. All the suitcases are being washed up in the in the ocean because the tide's coming in. I, I like, love, okay, well, maybe I don't love keep all your personal belongings show. by the fucking I ocean. I love it. Huh? I said, I love the writing of the show. I know, it's great. Like, hey, yeah, we kept all our suitcases right right by the uh, edge of the ocean. Because that's smart. transition. <laughs> uh, and then in the scene, this is where we find out it's been like four days since Claire went missing. Which I'm like, that's a long time. Yes. Then we get a flashback uh, for Kate. Looks like she's trying to get a loan. And then the bank uh, is being robbed by a bunch of Karens asking for the manager. Where's the manager? Uh, You want to go home, sweetheart? Don't look at me. Uh, We cut back. Uh, Sawyer's kind of sleeping with the suitcase between his legs. Really just really possessive of this suitcase yes. uh kate thought it'd be a good idea to try to steal it how did she think that would go it's like pinned between his legs um he wakes up tries to kind of get her to explain what's in it she won't no for some reason i still don't understand because it was just a to- you could just say oh it's a toy plane i want yeah it. even at the end like it doesn't explain anything uh and then we got another scene uh shannon with those that rating boost Goodness She's standing on the beach. Saeed comes and needs help with French. Um, I, I got some thoughts on this French shit, but we'll, I'll cover it when it gets to later in this episode. Okay. Um, and then uh, we get this next scene brought to you by our sponsors at Halliburton Suitcases. Uh, we have Sawyer trying to open the suitcase, but he can't because it's a Halliburton. Halliburtons are high-quality suitcases made from real aluminum. Real, genuine aluminum? If you need something to protect on a commercial flight, choose Halliburton. <laughs> then we Air have the uh, old lady calling Charlie out for being a baby. Yes. Just like, mm. I enjoyed that part, actually. Yep. Yeah. No, she's she's turning them on to Jesus, though. Actually, so. I I I enjoyed that part, and I enjoyed the part where Boone puts Shannon in her place, just basically calling her useless. She's she's being the princess that she is, and then Boone just like you're you're just useless. Well, like, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not I'm wrong. Say he's not wrong. Uh, I actually missed that. Did that happen this episode? Yeah. No, oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was uh, it was the it was before Saeed uh, approached um, Shannon because Shannon even mentioned to Saeed. Yeah, like did Boone put you up to this? I was wondering where that comment came from. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then she's like, "Didn't you hear? I'm useless." Oh, uh, okay. Because I 
when she said that, like, did my brother put you up to this? I, I like wrote like, no, you speak French. What are you oh fucking God, talking about? Did put you up to this? Did you hear that I'm useless? I'm worthless. <laughs> well, you, yeah. I have an empty head and huge boobs. That's all I'm good for. Uh, we get a uh, Sawyer trying to open the case again by dropping it on rocks and shit. Kate finally gets to steal it. <laughs> that whole scene just it, it cracked me up because like does Kate really think she's going to win a physical fight over Sawyer for that suitcase? No, but she's going to try. Well, and like she, and she keeps going after it. Like she's a fucking five year old after an ice cream. Just cone. fucking tell him what's in it. Give it to me. Like Give lie to him. Me. Just lie to him and say it's all. Oh, it's a toy plane. My dad gave me. I really yeah, want it back. Like, I don't understand that. Like, how no one can explain anything in this show like why does it matter like <laughs> exactly like it's a oh it's a toy plane i need it my dad gave it to me well oh sweetie i don't believe that we all have daddy issues here i don't believe your dad would give you anything nice so maybe that wouldn't have worked oh man uh we get another flashback of that bank robbery uh for some reason the bank manager is like not giving the key which is like dude it's not worth your life why why yeah you're gonna kill me anyway it's like really is it hey promote this guy because he is dedicated yep. Yep. uh billy bob's trying to be a hero in this flashback it's like i can take him oh yeah i, yes. I could take him i'm like god okay i'm sitting there i'm like dude you're gonna rush the one guy with a pistol well his buddy is right next hey. to him with a fucking shotgun i can Who's take gonna him fight? i can take him I'm gonna I'm gonna ra- wrestle him. Wrestle him. Uh, it's real to me, damn it. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the whole thing with the gun. Kate doesn't shoot it. The guy takes her back. And then I wrote, "Oh, Kate's a bank robber. Cool, dude." I called it at the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I, I notices was Kate a plant in the in the bank robbery? And then, of course, yes, yes, she is. Because the writing in this show is so fucking predictable. So cool. No, I know. That's like I just wrote. Oh, cool. She's a bank robber. Great. And of course, they're gonna have a makeout session in the back of the bank. Right. Hey, this is a rating boost episode, Rick. So that's, that's all true. kinds of that it's stuff. True. Sweeps week. <laughs> Sweeps week, Rick. Uh, we get back to Shannon and Saeed, and Saeed's trying to. Oh get her to translate some French. And I'm like, Saeed, if you figured out, she doesn't know how to fucking speak French. But part of it's like, this show, this is one thing, it's like, okay, she doesn't know how to speak French. She's not going to just figure it out. Right. It's not how language works. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, just, just keep reading it. Uh, over and over. I, I just this says blue. No, no, no. It means circle. It's no, not like no, a no. math equation. It's like it's a written language. But there is uh, math involved, though. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. And then, and then this, like you know, he asked her where she learned French, and she's just pretty much like, "Oh, from some guy." When I lived in France, it's like, well, yeah. cream of some young guy. Maybe it's maybe it's the living in France part, and not really the guy you dated. But 
Oh, God. Uh, and then we get... Oh, go ahead. Shannon and Saeed, sexy time. I know, right? I was kind of wondering. I was like, what's going on here? This is not a match made in heaven. Yeah, and they're they're reaching with that with yeah. that attraction right there. I think I think it's more just uh, Saeed just trying to be kind. Saeed, Saeed seems just like he just tries to be kind to people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Saeed is kind, and then Shannon is just super waspy. Right. Like, yeah, Shannon isn't going to give Saeed the time of day. No. <laughs> he's, but you're brown. He's from Mexico. I know we're by the equator, but I have a good base. It's not as good as yours because you're already brown. Where do you tan? How'd you get such a good base? Uh, we cut to a scene with Kate and Jack. And this is just kind of where I'm like, fuck off, Jack. He's, you know, you know, Kate mentions that the case has guns, but like Jack just starts lecturing her. Like, do you have something to tell me? <laughs> it's like, Jack, she doesn't owe you anything. Who are you like, what is Kate? this? You're not my real dad. We got back to Charlie and the old lady. What's her name? Do you remember? I want to say it's like Dolores or something like that. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's right. I can't remember. That's just a super stereotypical. Yeah. Uh, Old name. lady. Yeah. Dolores. I did. Uh, I did have in my notes, but of course, like each week I, I, I delete all my notes from the, the previous podcast. So <laughs> I don't have it anymore. Do you type them up? Yeah. I type them up on my oh, phone. Okay. Okay. I handwrite them so I can, Remember it forever. That's dedication, man. Jesus. Uh, so Charlie and the old lady are talking. She tells him to ask for help. And then I don't know if you caught this slick editing. Cuts to that cross where they buried the... Uh, the marshal. The marshal. Yeah. And then uh, Kate asks, you know, like, why didn't you burn him in the fuselage? And I wrote, oh, because then this plot uh, device wouldn't work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like just be honest with me lost like i <laughs> just so you know there's now gonna be a lori note section on this episode okay good i can't wait because yeah like she's just like why didn't you burn him and i think jack was just like oh because i had to bury him it's like well no no that's not that's not sufficient jack oh because the writers needed him to be buried <laughs> we still needed access to this body yeah <laughs> Uh, then we get the, uh, we get another flack flashback real quick. Uh, Kate gets smacked around a little bit, really committing to the character. Yeah. Uh, then they get into the, uh, bank vault. We got a little Mexican standoff here. Um, well, oh no, no, no. It was before we don't actually know. We don't get to the vault yet. She comes out and then he, her boyfriend or whatever is threatening to shoot her. If the manager doesn't give up the key, he starts right. counting down yeah. and then he gives in. But I wrote down, I'm like, what if the manager just didn't give in? It's just like, no, I'm not giving you the key. Would he have just shot her? Or would he have been like, oh, shit. He just like winks at him, full send, full send. Right. I mean, he already was willing to risk his own life. He's like, no, I'm not going to give you the key. Uh, then we cut back to them digging that corpse up. Surprise Sawyer didn't get that wallet already. All right. He had plenty of time. I know. I, I feel like that would have been the first thing he grabbed, and he was the one that uh, shot him, isn't it? Yeah. 
That would have been like the next thing he did was shoot yeah, him and like, then take his wallet. Grab that sick wallet, <laughs> add it to the collection. Ooh, this, um, is, this is black leather. Nice. Uh, Jack is a professional magician because he noticed Kate's sleight of hand trick with the key. <laughs> Uh, I love the production of this of this scene because, like, they start digging and stuff like that, and then, <laughs> and then when they, like, the body's already uncovered, but then, either Jack or Kate, I don't know who, like, digs one more time, and then all of a sudden the the smell hits them. Right. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like. They oh my the, god! As soon as you start stirring up that dirt, it's gonna stink. They had they hit the gas pocket. <laughs> like half the body's already exposed, including the face and head and everything, and now it starts to stink. That Kate Kate wasn't respond uh, reacting to the smell of the body; she was just reacting to Jack's lecturing. It's like, ugh. <laughs> fucking, I don't what. Who are you? Oh uh, god! He just that whole scene. He's just like. If you if there's something bad in this suitcase, Kate, you're grounded. Then we cut to Saeed. Do you have any notes? More notes on that scene because that scene sucked. No, that's it. Okay. Uh, we cut to Saeed and Shannon uh, trying uh, she's trying to figure that French out. Just she give is. it time. She'll figure it out. She'll just she's relearn trying. it. She'll learn it. She's hard. Um, and then I wrote here, Shannon catching on how useless she is. Cause I, I, I guess I didn't catch the, the scene earlier cause she comments again that she's useless and I'm like, Oh, she's catching on. This was a big mistake. I'm expecting her to endanger herself in some way at some point. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're kind of building up for this with the whole like uselessness of Shannon. Like she's going to probably try to do something and then endanger herself. Uh, we cut back to Jack and Sawyer. Jack's uh, essentially just extorting Sawyer to get that suitcase. Hippocratic oath, my ass. Threatening the uh, antibiotics. <laughs> Anything goes now, man. Like, yes. Remember, he already tortured Sawyer. That's true. He's not a good doctor. They should revoke his license when he gets back. <laughs> what happens on the island stays on the island. I, and I bet they're all staying on that island. But... Um, <laughs> For at least six seasons. Fuck me. Uh, we're only 12 episodes in. <laughs> um, we get another flashback. Uh, Kate, she's fucking John Wicking it up in this bitch with those guns. Heck yeah. Uh, doing a little roll and behind the back shoot move. Pretty slick. <laughs> uh, and then she shoots her boyfriend in the leg. Uh, to get into that lockbox, which we yeah. find out later is the uh, envelope with a little airplane in it. A little airplane. I wonder uh, if the symbology is behind that one. Right. And we cut back to Jack being a dad again. Just like, anything you want to tell me? Go to your room. <laughs> Go to your is cave. This, is this, like rummaging through the suitcase. Is this what you were looking for? Uh, before all that happens like he gets the case from Sawyer Jack gets the uh -huh. case from Sawyer and then goes back to Kate and of course he's like we're gonna open this together we're doing this together we're doing this together we're gonna see what's inside together you're gonna smoke this whole pack of cigarettes <laughs> that I found in your in your suitcase or you're grounded 
Oh shit! And, and then like Jack like has to know what the plane is. Yeah. Like, like what does it mean? Back off, dude. <laughs> and as he's taking the shit out of the case, he sets the guns right next to Kate. Are you kidding me? Those are her John Wick guns, man. It's like pounding concrete to get those bad boys. You know? <laughs> hey, don't belittle John Wick. Now she's gonna right. now she's gonna bust into that other camp, fucking guns blazing, doing backflips and shit. Some fucking kill bill stuff, man. They're gonna just keep trying to play her up to be a total badass. I am not buying it. Uh we got everyone moving back up the beach. Yeah. Uh, Charlie gunning for that Emmy with his little crying scene. Just blubbering. Just give him the Emmy right there, man. I'm surprised he didn't get nominated. And then, uh, my last note is Shannon singing. I'm out. And I just stopped. (laughs) I stopped taking notes. Although it is Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darren, so. Right. It's like (laughs) a, you know, decent song. Oh, hey, I just remembered the French suddenly. Yeah, she's singing the entire thing in French. Well, because of the snot-nosed little boy, the son of the the guy that I know. He watched the fish movie. It's like with a Finding Nemo. Either that or it's a uh, Shark Tale. Oh, you know it's Shark Tale. <laughs> oh shit! And that does it for the three episodes. Unless you have any other notes on that one. Um, I do. I actually have a little uh, a little a little treat for everyone here. Oh, uh, so episode 12, uh-huh. uh, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, Lori actually was in the room uh, while I was watching it. My condolences. <laughs> and of course, she's she hasn't seen a single minute of the show at all. Um, but even even as a, a layman to the show, mm-hmm. she she's already catching up on how terrible it is. <laughs> You mean it's even worse with no context of the earlier episodes? <laughs> Lori's first thought. <laughs> she's like, she's like, how long have they been stranded on this island? I was like, I think a couple of months, three months, maybe. She's like, they all look too good to be stranded on an island. <laughs> she's like, and it was the scene where um, Jack is talking to Sun. That she's like, you know, getting herbs or whatever. Uh huh. You know, just a nondescript scene, like nothing really happens. And and Kasun has bangs, and she's like, her hair would be growing over her face right now. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) No man, they can still they can still trim up a little bit. Basically, I'm sure one of the survivors (laughs) is a barber. Why are any of their appearances changing at all? Like, there's like no one's has has an overgrown beard or anything. Like Saeed, you know, he's he still got that fresh lined, you know. That's true. And he was like he was like out in the wilderness for a while. Yeah. And and like, but the one thing I did notice is like they're they are their scars or their cuts and all that shit, those are healing because I did yeah. notice like locks. Yeah. Looked the one in his eye, it's it's like yeah. pink now. It's not even not red or anything. Speaking of uh sun. I'm wondering if they're going to do anything because she was overhearing. It kind of tried to make it a point that she could like understand and overhear when Kate mentioned that there were guns in that suitcase. Yeah. 
So I'm curious if anything comes of that or not. Right. Oh, and one more Lori note, and you'll <laughs> you'll enjoy this one because it pertains to what we were just talking about. <laughs> she's she's she went to go get uh, to go grab us some dinner really quick, and as she's as she's waiting in line, she texts me this. She's like, "Another thought: Why would they bury someone with their wallet?" <laughs> <laughs> it's their most prized possession. <laughs> Wouldn't they just keep it out? Wouldn't they go through it? Like I said, man, Sawyer would have already snatched that thing up. Absolutely, he was always like always goes for the wallet right away. The only thing I can oh, tell dead body her, wallet. Where's the wallet? Explain everything is island magic. Island magic. Island magic. All right. Oh. Well, that uh, that brings us to um, the edge of this cliff. Step back, Rick. Don't fall fall over. Uh, time to Ooh. head over to the cliffhanger corner. We've added a few here. I'm not going to go through the old ones because nothing was really closed out um, that we've previously brought up. But uh, I've added, what did the psychic see? Yeah. Um, just Ethan. I wrote that. Just what what's going on there. Yeah, and it's just kind of everything surrounding him, including like what happened to Claire? Why do they want Claire? Uh, just pretty much everything surrounding that. And then uh, what's in the hatch? I think that's the big one. That's always the the big yeah. mystery I hear surrounding this show is the hatch. Oh, really? For some reason, it always kind of in the zeitgeist of hearing about Lost, the hatch mm-hmm. is always a, th- a thing. Yeah. So. So <laughs> funny that you mentioned uh, just like the stuff you hear or whatever. Um I decided today to uh, take a little stroll through uh, Lost Reddit today. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that still like an active community? I think so. I think uh, there's like 70,000 members left or something like that. Um, I didn't see like any um, date stamps or anything to post or anything. But <laughs> like as I'm scrolling through, I'm just like, dude, it's just a bunch of thirsty guys posting bikini pics of all of the female characters <laughs> really jesus <laughs> and it's literally like that's what they, for, for all that's you what kate fans out to. there and it's, a, and it's a bikini picture of of the actress who plays kate that's for all, all you shannon left. fans out there all you sun fans out there <laughs> and there's just bikini pics of all the, the, the female characters no boon pics <laughs> no boon pics what the fuck <laughs> Uh, cracked me up. All right. Uh, now that we're stepping away from the uh, cliffhanger corner ledge here, let's move on to questions. We've got some good ones here. Yeah, we do. Uh, first question comes in from Mark. Uh, what do you think the psychic saw in his initial reading with Claire? Uh, my first thought was uh, he... Well, I mean, he kind of he kind of explains it as far as um, like you have to be the one to raise this child or whatever. Uh, so basically what I'm thinking is um, that Claire is the saving grace of the child. Uh, he's he's seen the future. He's seen the, you know, how life turns out for the kid. And obviously it's not good because he's he's scared. The psychic is scared. And so that, you know, that makes me think he is the spawn of Satan. 
and the, right. only, the only way to save the kid is if Claire has, you know, a, a significant impact in his life. So, so now, yeah, and like in hindsight, now after these episodes, part of me wonders if like maybe he saw that the others or Ethan or whatever this fucking guy is got this child. Yeah, and like maybe maybe he just doesn't have control over the future. Like maybe he, no matter what, he's going to see what ultimately does happen. So maybe this kid ends up in their care somehow and it won't turn out good. Like even though he tried to, um, you know, and the next question here is from Kelly, which is, do you think the psychic knew the plane would crash? I would say, yeah. Yeah. I think that's safe to say that, that he did in hopes that it would essentially force her to keep the child, but maybe he ultimately didn't understand that he's actually still putting the child in the situation where she's not going to care for him. Right. And you know what, now that you mention, uh, hindsight with these episodes, um, the, there was an interaction between the psychic and Claire and Claire asks him like what he saw, like what bad did you see? He's like, I can't really tell you because it was blurry. And I'm thinking that's like, Oh, right. It's like the others are, are the smoke, smoke monster. monster or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And then there's that smoke monster, right? <laughs> That's hazy. That is hazy. Know. Let's see. Uh, another question from Kelly uh, to fuck up with Ethan. And why does he want that baby? I don't he wants know. To eat it. He wants to eat it. That baby. Just like kind of veal is always better than. Absolutely. Cows. It's too tender. That or they want to do some weird zombie stuff to it. I don't know. Or maybe sacrificial type thing. Maybe, like maybe it's like the others in game. You know, Game of Thrones is obviously inspired by Lost. Obviously. 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 You know, and they always took babies, the others or whatever you wanted to call them in that. Uh, next question from Mark. Uh, what's up with the hatch? I don't know. I don't it's know filled either. with their hopes and dreams. It is. It is. And apparently, like you said, it, it, there is an ongoing thing throughout the entire series with the hatch. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't know when we'll find out. I, a lot of the things you hear about this show all seem to kind of pertain to the first season. So I'm wondering when we'll find out exactly what the deal is with the hatch. But I'm sure that, I'm sure it's an, an evolving thing. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then we have another question here from Mark. Why did Kate kill the man she loved? No, probably something real cool though. Probably a real cool reason. She's probably conning some dude. She was a peacock. Wouldn't let her feathers fly. You know what I mean? Wouldn't let her spread her wings. Yeah, so he gave her a toy plane. <laughs> fly, fly, fly. There's no there's no point in trying to understand that, honestly. No. Because the show's just so random in a way that's kind of like, okay, fuck off with that. Here, I got a question that, for you, Mark. That, why, the, why, why the fuck is there even a hatch on the island in the first place? Uh, to keep stuff. <laughs> Come on, Rick. You put stuff in it. You know, uh, yes. climb down it. There's a tunnel system. What if they found like a bunch of mole people? <laughs> That'd be cool. I'd be real into it. Uh, one of us. One of us. Um, with that, I think that's all I got for questions. Yeah, same here. Well, Rick, 
And that was episodes 10 through 12. I can't remember how many are in this season, but I think, I think we're it's 26. So we're getting close to halfway. Yeah. yeah. Um, next episode, we'll watch uh, episodes 13, 14, and 15. For those of you who are uh, playing along at home. And um, looking forward to it. Uh, I wish I could. Uh... I'm, I'm not really, but I, <laughs> these episodes weren't terrible. Like they, they were okay. They, like I said, they're they're starting to pick up in kind of drama and with the whole Ethan thing. Yeah, that made it a little interesting. Yeah, um, they're not just a bunch of idiots trying to survive on an island. Now there's like some some interesting things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if only the writing was good. <laughs> if only. This would if be a good only. show for the writing. Like the some of the twists are pretty. Like the Ethan twist, I was like, all right, that was not that wasn't terrible. Yeah. Like that one, that one got me a little bit because I was bagging on Ethan when I first saw him. Turns out he's a total creep, but also kick can kick Jack's ass. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, that guy can fight. Yeah, but you know, it's just the like writing around all of the stuff, like the dialogue. Yeah, dialogue was terrible. And kind of some of the the plot points are tr- they kind of try to shoehorn in. Uh, it's not great. Like exemplified by like why you know why didn't we burn the marsh the marshal? Oh, because we needed him. Yeah, he's part of a he's part of a story arc later on. Because we we needed him for this plot device. Like it's those <laughs> little it's those little things where I'm I'm they kind of lose me. So. Oh goodness. All right, Rick. Well, that's all I got. Um, that is another episode of No Love Lost. Please join us next time when we watch episodes 13, 14, and 15. And Rick, take us out. Lost? Well, see you later. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. I like putting you on the spot. <laughs>